Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wrong Ones. Uh, we are coming to you at the end of week two of the IPL, an absolutely scintillating week of action. We've seen another super over, a few really close matches, matches, Delhi's first loss, unfortunately, and another questionable chase by Chennai Super Kings and Kabir's favorite cricketer, MS Dhoni. So, as you can see, it's just Kabir and I today to run you through the action, our views, uh, because Noor is busy and can't join us uh, this, this week. And uh, the other fans that we have usually uh, don't want to share their views about their teams this, uh, this week because they're a bit questionable for all teams. Anyway, so we're, we're going to just run through all the matches that have happened this week and tell you what we think are our key takeaways and any talking points that we have for this week uh, in the IPL. So first up, uh, where we left you last time, Kolkata versus Sunrisers. Um, What's your let's begin with, let's begin with what a great comeback from Pat Cummins. Uh, after the previous game where he got absolutely smoked, to go at uh, a knock economy rate of under five um, and to really be the um, you know the attacking the the all round um, exceptional fast bowler that he is, uh, he really showed his talents. Um, finally, it was great to see. Yeah, I think uh, for me the key takeaway from this game was that uh, KKR's new strategy actually was the first time they implemented their seven bowler strategy, seven bowling option strategies. And uh, even though a few of them were quite unused on the day, it did it did work. It helped them restrict them to 147 and it gave DK a lot of options in terms of what he wanted to do and who he wanted to bowl when. And if someone was having an off day, he can change that around. So yeah, I think that was what stood out. And the chase, there wasn't really much to talk about in that game. It was quite an easy, straightforward chase, 147. Great partnership by Gil and Morgan, which I think will hold Gil in great stead going forward. Because when you get the bat with someone like Morgan, who's... Uh, a, a national team captain who's taken done these chases so many times. You understand how to play the scenario, what you should do, and I think he played a beautiful innings as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the variety in the, in the bowling has been it seems very very good for KKR. And the fact that so many of their bowlers, you know, Narayan, Cummins, um, Russell, even Nagakot, he can bat um, is a great great plus for them um, in their batting. Um, Obviously, Shuman Gill, it was great to see him make some runs. Um, I read that um, he now has, is one of the most, uh, is the batsman who has uh, the most control after Virat Kohli um, in the IPL, which is a um, pretty, pretty big stat and pretty um, important thing going forward, not just for, for KKR, but for India, hopefully. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so that was the first game. Now, on to the second game. And for me, this was the game of the week. It is the IPL in a nutshell, and it uh, added a new word to the dictionary called doing a teotia, where you start <laughs> slow and make everyone think you can't do anything, and then you make the comeback of the ages. Yes, it is Rajasthan Royals versus Kings 11 Punjab. What a game that was, Kabir. What, there are so many talking points in this game, but what was your main talking point? Oh, I don't even know where to start. I could start with, I could go in and talk about Tuatia and the whole story. And, you know, the, he got thrashed in bowling. It's just when he started batting, it was awful. But, you know what? I'm going to start with Mayank Agarwal. Because um, I thought Mayank Agarwal's innings was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. He outshone his uh, his friend and, I guess, senior statesman, uh, KL Rahul. Um, just smoked the ball to all parts. Um, and and the Kings eleven um, uh, sort of batting lineup looked solid. 
looked really solid. And I guess I guess that's what it looks like when uh, two guys at the top fire. Um, it leaves the stroke makers the accumulator um, to express themselves. And I guess that's the template going forward. Um, and what, like honestly, what makes a big fan. Yeah, so for me, obviously, the he's uh, Kabir touched upon the KXIP innings, he gave my views. So I'll take the RR innings then. I think uh, there was uh, there was a lot to talk about. Sanju's innings was beautiful to watch. When Sanju Samson starts batting that way, you just want to sit, put everything down and watch him bat because he plays so elegantly. And then obviously, Tewatia, what a story. He came in, he had the whole commentary team. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. This is the world's most renowned commentators, some famous cricket personalities sitting in the commentary box and absolutely ripping into him, not giving him a chance, questioning the management. Then he comes back, hits five sixes of one quarter over and everyone in the commentary box is then saying, I'm sorry, we got this wrong, we are completely wrong. It was just another most incredible thing. And I think a special shout out has to go to Nicolas Puran for what he did on the boundary in that game. That is for me the best save I have ever seen in it. Best bit of yes. I've ever seen in a DP T20 game. Or any game. Unbelievable feeling. Absolutely unbelievable feeling. And you can uh, clearly see why John T. Rhodes is their uh, is their fielding coach. Yeah, yeah. They're, they've got a little bit of, uh, of him in them. Um, yeah, I, I want to shout out to uh, Uncle Rajput as well, my guy. Um, he played, he picked up a wicket, uh, he had the lowest economy rate in the team. Um, love to see that. Absolutely love to see that. Yep, for sure. Okay, so that was uh, the second game of the week, which was quite interesting. And the entertainment didn't actually stop there. The next game went to a super over. Yup, it's Royal Challengers Bangalore versus Mumbai Indians. No one thought this game was going to go to a super over with four overs to go in the game. Uh, but yeah, Kabir, what are your thoughts? Again, my, my main takeaway, not my main takeaway, one of my big takeaways is um, the big story that's been, you know, circulating recently. What's happening with Kohli? Um, how come he's not making runs? And um, why would Dwight look so out of sorts? Um, in, uh, in this game against Mumbai. Um, you see all the rest of the batsmen in this team were, were smoking it and Kohli uh, sort of blocked them up. And actually, I think their projected score went up after he got out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, plenty of questions there. Uh, I'm sure he, he'll answer them. He's a class batsman. But um, it's definitely worrying at, at the moment. Yeah, I think uh, the RCB batting was pretty good. Dave, that particle looked incredible and so did... Um... Was it AB de Villiers? Yeah. But I think... As usual. And Shivam Dubey. Yeah, Shivam Dubey as well. Uh, I just wanted to... Like, and Mumbai's batting effort, I think, is what stood out to me. It was really slow to start with. And then Pollard and Kishan, what innings, what absolute... Especially Pollard. Kishan played well. But my God, Pollard was an absolute fire and he ripped into RCB's best bowler in New Zealand, which I held. Uh, but I think the other thing that I just wanted to shout out for this game was... Washington Sundar. He hadn't been really given much confidence. He hadn't been given much opportunity to show his skills in the first couple of games. But then he came and bowled in the power play, bowled four overs of 12. And that's just absolutely incredible in a run chase of 10 and over. And I think that is something that will really hold RCB in good stead because they've got uh, now, apart from Yuzvendra Chahel, they've got Washington Sundar bowling well. And if he can bowl well in the power play, he can, uh, Kohli can save Sandy for later in the innings. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, 
it, it was an absolute clinic uh, on bowling the power play as a spinner. Um, and it's a shame that he has been using that role more often this season because that's what he's best at. Um, we also saw uh, Isuru Dana play his first game. Um, yeah, I wish we had one of the RCB fans with us on this podcast today. Yeah, <laughs> he was supposed to be that prodigal son. Um, he picked up a few wickets. Um, at times he looked good, but you know, overall... He also really lost some of the game with his length. Board. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so perhaps he isn't um, all that he was made out to be. Um, I also want to shout out, obviously, Ishan Kishan. Um, not playing the first few games, being benched with Sobhavari, and coming back and um, putting together this uh, this behemoth of a knock. Uh, 99 of 58, the highest IPL score. Just just incredible to see. And um, he looks hungry. He looks like he wants it. It's, it's just incredible. I, I love it. Yep. And the Super Bowl obviously was very exciting. Yeah, I mean, man, Super Bowl. <sighs> Again, like, just, just wild. Like, it, I, I can't deal with it if this, if this keeps happening. Why do you, why, I have a question though. What do you think of this strategy of not sending the man that has been in form and displayed the, displayed that he's got the measure of the pitch for the Super Bowl? Kings Eleven did it, they didn't send Mayank. Mumbai did it, they didn't send Kishan. Do you agree with it or do you not agree with it? Well, the thing with Super Rovers is, that it's literally a matter of, there's no big, you can't, it doesn't matter how well you're playing necessarily up till then, because it just matters on how you perform on one ball or two balls. You yeah. know, the entire river isn't going to get hit hard. But if you have your best hitters who have like, let's say, who have the highest probability of hitting a boundary um, in that period of time. So say like a Puran who, uh, hits a lot of boundaries in the game. Um, you know, you have A.B. Villips, obviously. These guys have a really high boundary percentage in their batting. Um, and if you go by that, I think, to be honest, you can look at look at it both ways, but I can really understand when teams send play, uh, send players um, based more on their hitting rather than their form. Um, and I don't think that's really a fault. I don't know. I think, for me, if the guy's seeing it so well, he just hit so 99 runs, you should send him and let him back. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just, just my view. Anyway, that was, yeah, that was another exciting game. And then we come to the disappointment of the week for me. Delhi Capitals versus Sunrisers Hyderabad. Two wins from two, two losses from two. Top of the table versus bottom of the table. This is everything you want it to be. This is how you start three and three and get up and running. Make sure you're a strong contender for the playoffs. But instead... Delhi do Delhi things and go and lose to Sunrisers who are at the bottom of the table. Yeah, I mean, our boys were just not enough, were they? That was, they, they probably shouldn't have let, their, uh, let that many runs get hit. Um, then when it came to our, our batting, actually, it's, it's not even the bowling. I think the bowling was okay. It's I think, the batting I think that let us down. 10, 15 runs too much. I think it was yeah, a definitely. But I think that was also in the field. I think we let, we let a lot go. Yeah, we dropped catches also. Yeah. Shout out um, to the Bharatami analysis. You can go watch it, guys, if you want. Bharatami Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I think that playing on that big ground um, really disadvantaged us because some of our best stroke makers, you know, Shaw, Dhawan, um, to the top, you know, uh, even Ayer, kind of. Um, they thrive on having slightly smaller boundaries um, because they aren't the biggest hitters. 
right? Uh, Ayer can hit a long ball, but um, definitely with um, Shaw and Tawan, they're not the biggest hitters. They're, they're more timers in the ball. Um, so I think that was definitely the advantage. And also, we never really kicked off. We never really got anywhere with the chase. Um, we were always behind the asking rate, and it never got to a point where we were on top um, while we were batting. Um, yeah, again, shout out to Kiki Surabada as well for. He set a record uh, 10 matches, I think, in a row with two wickets at least, which is an IPL record. That's insane. But uh, I have, I mean, I thought our bowling was decent, yeah, but our batting, I think we approached the chase wrong. I think we sort of learned from Mumbai the day before and uh, like even our Rajasthan, not Rajasthan to that extent, but they were, we started really slowly. And I think we didn't pick our bowlers correctly because. You could see that Bhuvneshwar was under pressure before coming into that game. And uh, players that teams that played out Rashid Khan, but we let Bhuvneshwar bowl at us, gave him his, gave him an early wicket that gave him confidence. And then we didn't have the opportunity to go like play like we let Khalil and Natarajan also bowl in the power play. That meant by the time Rashid Khan came out, came on, we had to try and attack him, and that's when he's at his best. And he got once he got IR early to a shot I don't think was necessary. Uh, I think we just we just gave him all the confidence in the world to then put a stranglehold. And he got three massive wickets. In um, He basically took our three, arguably our three best players in Dhawan, Ayer and Pant. But uh, for me, I think what was really um, disappointing as well was this short selection in a few of the uh, matches, in a few of the matchups. Uh, for example, I don't want to single anyone out, but like I said earlier, the Ayer shot against Rashid early in the innings. And I really want to see Pant finishing games. And I feel like after a few big overs, we had the shots. We had the game where we wanted it. 49 or 4 overs is very doable in today's day and age. And we, I feel like Pant didn't really need to play that shot at that point. He could have taken a runner ball of Rashid and Gilly, given himself 40 to chase in three overs with him and Stoinis. I backed Delhi in that scenario. But I don't yeah. know. Definitely. I, I just thought that for one of those games where we were just kind of short of the mark, um, they yeah. were better than us. I don't think it was Leon Will. Yeah, we were. Yeah, it just didn't seem like that. Um, and I think it's fine. It happens. It's a it's a long um, long tournament. Uh, plenty of games to go ahead. And um, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. That is where the for me the exciting matches of the week kind of ended. Because then we had three matches, which I don't know if you can call exciting. First up, we had the Kolkata Knight Riders versus Rajasthan Royals, which on paper looked like it had the opportunity to be a great match. But it didn't really turn out that way. No, it didn't. It absolutely didn't. Um, KKR's buying lineup was dominant again. Uh, Shubman Gill was great. They were in a spot of bother before Morgan actually dug them out of a hole. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying in the end, they, they did end up being quite dominant. And and each of the batsmen, okay, Narayan struggled a bit. I think he's struggling at the top this season. Um, again, Dinesh Karthik has really been bereft of runs this season. Is that the word, right use of the word yeah. bereft? I think so. Um, yeah, um, I don't know, but I, th- I think in the end, they, they obviously got into a good place. Um, Jofra Archibald, well. Um, yeah, I mean, again, there's nothing like huge takeaway from this game. I feel like KKR was just a better team. Yeah, for sure. I think also I was really excited to see the bowling of Kamlesh Nagarkoti and Shivam Bhavi. 
because we've been we we spoke about this in our KKR preview as well. That we were all excited to see how Nagar Koti did, and it wasn't just his bowling where he got a couple of wickets, but that catch he took where he ran from long on in front of long off and dived and took the catch. That was just like stunning to see a fast bowler putting that kind of effort, even though he's had body problems for so long with like fitness yeah. and uh, injuries. So I thought that was quite exciting. That was the everything main- though, right? His batting, his bowling, his fielding. Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, Nagar is a bright spot of excitement in that game, but otherwise it was quite a dead game. Karan hit a fifty, yeah. but it was kind of dead and gone by then. And uh, yeah, Karan yeah, brings me to the idea that what are your views on Ben Stokes coming back? Oh, I can't wait! I absolutely can't wait to see him play. Um, I there think is, he might be a little bit of that with his quarantine, his first game out of quarantine will be Delhi Capitals. Oh my God! I, I I have no real worry about that because I think at least in the first couple of games he'll take a little bit of time to get acclimatized. Um, but after that, he's going to be a beast. Um, yeah, I mean, what a player, right? I, there's there's not enough words in the dictionary to describe Ben Stokes. Um, I think we're overselling him a little bit, huh? His IPL stats are not that good. I know his IPL stats, stats might not be that good, but he just is an incredible player. Um, and he's a match winner at the end of the day. Um, and I think that um, RR um, really need that stability and, and you know, that dy- dynamism that he brings to middle order and the bowling attack. Yeah, fair enough. So I think that was quite a bit said about KKR versus RR. Quite a boring game otherwise. Uh, anyway, yeah. moving on to the next game, which also looked like it was going to head for a close finish. But then there was some... Weird stuff that happened. So Mumbai versus Kings Eleven Punjab. I think I'll start off with this one. I was a bit yeah. confused with the captaincy in the first innings because he had them. He uh, Kings Eleven and KL had Mumbai on the ropes. They were bowling really well. The ball was moving. They had them at what? So at, at going at run at almost six and a half and over for 14, 14, 13, 14 overs, and yeah. then he bowled Cottrell out. When uh, in the 14th over or something, and that meant he had to have to bowl Nisham and uh, Shami at the back end, and he compounded the problems by not bowling Gautam out earlier, instead saving his over for the last over, and it just made the last five overs look really, really shabby and really weak. Because you, I mean, Nisham is not a dead bowler; he bowls at a very average pace for international cricket, and uh, yeah. even Gautam is not a is not like an Ashwin or a great spinner who can, you know, like turn the game and bowl at the death. He's just a straight, uh, straight off spinner. And it, I mean, it, it just played into Pandya and Pollard's hands. And I think that's where they lost the game when they considered 104 runs in that final six overs or something. Yeah, I mean, bowling an off spinner to Hardik Pandya at the death? That's, I mean, that's delusional, right? To be fair, I don't think he planned that. I think that, I think he tried to get his best bowlers in, trying to get a wicket. And he just didn't, didn't get a wicket. So by the time it ended, he didn't have an option. He was a max for Right, or, right. Uh, but that's that. I don't think that's good. Take good captaincy. I think in T20s, you have to make sure that you still have your best bowlers bowling the, the at least the last three overs um, with, without without fail. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a bewildering option to have Gotham bowl um, at death, uh, especially against two of the best hitters against spin, probably in the world. Um, yeah, um, I think that's another theme that I think we, we might have to follow through the tournament. Uh, Rahul's captaincy, while his batting has been good, um, I think his captaincy has, has left a little bit to, to desire. Um, 
So we'll see how it goes because he, he definitely is a good leader as a person, but maybe not um, tactically. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think uh, also in the Mumbai bowling, it just I don't understand how Mumbai's bowling is going this year. They play one good game, then they have one bad game, then they play one good. Like it's very inconsistent. <laughs> but Bumrah was good again against Kings Eleven. And I think what really stood up and what would make the management happy is the way that the spinners bowled because we all said that the spinners were their weaklings uh, before the tournament or the comparatively weaker part of their team. And then um, the fact that they took some really important wickets in Rahul and um, Karun Nair, I think it really, it really sets them up for success. I mean, if they need any other setups for success for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> Uh, but I think for me, uh, another thing which was really shocking was the way Maxwell batted because Puran played really well. But Maxwell is coming off a century three innings ago. Surely, I mean, he should be batting better than what he is right now. And he's yeah. just so out of sorts. And I don't know if it's, new, if it's his new uh, stance or what is going on, but he just looked really, really out of sorts. And he couldn't get Bumrah away, he couldn't get the spinners away, nothing. He looks uncomfortable, doesn't he? I think that's a. I think he just looks a little bit uncomfortable. And, and I think um, with the stance he's adopting, if the ball is spinning away, it's kind of tough because he can't go across, and then he has to try and go over over the infield. And if you yeah. look at uh, if you look at the match he's got a hundred in also, he was always hitting the leg spinner to the shorter side of the boundary. Uh, so it wasn't like he had to hit a long distance when he got that uh, in the leg side. So I don't know. Yeah. Again, one of those things we're going to have to follow. He's obviously a match winner, but I think there is... I mean, he is struggling at the moment. There's, yeah, there's and I no, think in that team, actually, it's more important because they've got, they've got the option. There's obviously an option of uh, the big man coming in at the top of the order, Chris Gale. Or they have the option if they want to play Jordan uh, or Cottrell. I think they have to get Jordan back in uh, because they need that at bowling. And I'd probably let Nishan go for that game. And I play Jordan instead of him. So they they have a, a stronger bowling lineup for the death. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I think that's that's you know, it, it still bewilders me how um Mujibur Rahman is not playing in the yeah. FCL. He's going he's going to get a game, I think, sooner rather than later. I think they're gonna yeah. when they take out Nisham, it's either I think it's gonna be a toss up between Mujib or Chris Jordan. I don't think Nisham is playing the next game because he bowled averagely, he batted badly. So yeah. I don't see him playing the next game. I just but it's a good bloke, but unfortunately he hasn't played that maybe, well. I, maybe they should um, put Mujib in, and then they should drop uh, Mujib in for Nisham, and then drop maybe like a Krishnapa, not a Krishnapa Gautam, yeah, Krishnapa Gautam for Ishan Purel to give them the Indian fast bowler. I'm surprised they haven't played him as yet. He might be a good option. To look yeah, at. I think there's there's rumors going around that he might be playing. He might get a game quite soon. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And actually, I'm just hoping that Kartik Dagi gets a game as well soon. I really want to see him play. Yeah. Especially yeah. that fast Indian fast bowling is quite average in Rajasthan. Yeah, it's, it is. But anyway, yeah. that brings us to the final game of the week and the most difficult to understand game of the week, which was Chennai versus Hyderabad yesterday. Okay, before we can start, I can I can I just say yeah. That takes time. Let's start with Hyderabad. Actually, no, no. Can I just say one thing before we start? Because, like... By the way, you the were reaction... last week for what you said about Dhoni. So, you might want to temper your opinions before you say... I'm absolutely not going to temper my opinions. Um, I'm speaking out for the minority. Uh, I'm standing up for us. Um, the thing is, 
I don't know what it is with CSK fans, or not even maybe it's not even CSK fans. It's it's just like Dhoni fans. It's some way or the other, uh, Dhoni is the hero in this um, story. Some way or the other, um, and I don't see how um, week to week you have this hero who's constantly falling short, um, and you're still like, oh yeah, he's still he's still got it. Like he's still the best player in the world. He's still this. He's still that. Like. It's, the evidence is before your eyes. It's as if you're just, you're trying to, it's, it's, it's as if you got your evidence from your eyes and you're just making stuff up. You're just coming out with stuff from the woodwork. I think I think you struggle to embrace the reality that you live in now that the person that people have held up as a hero and a god almost for 14, 15 years is now not the player he used to be anymore. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's natural. It's not a it's not a, a reflection on Dhoni as a cricketer or anything because it happens to even the best players. They decline, and by the end of their career, they're not what they used to be in their prime, obviously. But I think with Dhoni, it's a bit different because the his fans are making him still seem like he's the best thing that can yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think even just just thinking about it like logically, it's it's. Delusional to think that a guy who hasn't played top-level cricket for 18 months or so, 12 to 18 months or so, right, to come back and be the cricketer he once was, to be, um, you know, the best finisher in the game, um, to be one of the best ODI players ever, right? To have that expectation is, I mean, nonsensical. Like, we all know he's not the player who he used to be. So stop pretending that he is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I... I want to say, I want to stand up for them to some extent, but I think it's difficult to stand up for them because like yesterday, now if we come back to the game yesterday, it looked, you could see he was trying. Like, okay, in all your games, you could maybe say he wasn't trying to hit it. He was trying to play for net run rate. But yesterday, you could see he was trying. Like, he wanted to win that game. He was trying to hit the sixes. And he was really like trying, trying to hit it all over the ground. But it just wasn't coming off. And it was a really painful sight because for someone you've seen hit sixes for ease like for the last 14 years would take the best bowlers and just deposit them out of the ground with one flick of the wrist to see him not be able to hit the fifth bowler almost in Abdul Samad then all of these guys for Sunrisers Hyderabad I think was it was hard to watch as a fan as a fan of Indian cricket more than a fan of Chennai just like as yeah a- I mean definitely like absolutely and I think maybe the solution to this is that he comes in earlier it's not we can see that he has some Definitely has some value to the team. Right? He can still hit the ball somewhat, but he takes time to get in. It's not like he's not the best player he used to be because the player he used to be would come in and hit a six first ball. The guy who's batting now, the guy who's playing now, can't do the same things. Um, so give him more time. Bat him ahead of Kedar Bat him at four. Um, he he can take responsibility and really you know shepherd the team and again be that hero that everyone wants him to be. Yeah, I think, uh, I, think, I think Chennai have a lot of problems with their batting order. I mean, for me, even that, I don't think the problem is as much Dhoni as it is the top order not giving them starts and therefore putting more pressure on Dhoni. Like, Watson has been yeah. so out of form. He's been so out of nick. He's not doing, he's not doing anything. He's losing his wicket early. He's wasting balls. I guess he made, what, one of six balls. I mean, that's just, no, you can't do, you can't. Not good enough. That. And I understand, yes, last year, last year, last year, he was not performing. You backed him, backed him, backed him, backed him, backed him. And then he won you a game at the end, a couple of games, big games at the end. But that's fine to do when you're winning games and you know you're going to make the playoffs. But right now, they don't look like they're making the playoffs at any stage, the way they're playing right now. 
and surely they're going to yeah. have some tough calls about whether they want to put him in, want to stick with him or not. Because I think, honestly, I mean, we laughed at this when Shiv said it in the preview for Chennai. But the more and more I look at it, I think him pushing Sam Curran to open the batting might actually be a brilliant idea. Because they just do not have any sort of aggression or, or ability to hit at the top. They're just batting really slowly. And Sam Curran, has, since he, every time he's come out of bat, he's looked like he can bat properly. Like yesterday, he first ball, he smoked it into the second tier. Uh, of a bouncer, it was just some incredible batting. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like they have a lot of questions that they aren't answering at all. But I mean, yeah, that's Chennai. That was the negatives. I think we have to also talk about Hyderabad. Given that they were sixty-nine for four at the eleventh uh, over, I think at, at the end of the innings, and you've just run out the one of the biggest men in your team, and he who doesn't usually show emotion, and he stood in the middle of the ground and got angry at you. I think that innings from Priyam Garg was special. Yeah, it was definitely special, and, it, and him and him and Abhishek Sharma are shining lights uh, coming coming into the. Uh, we're looking at um, the future of Indian cricket. Um, we I remember we discussed that maybe Priyam Garg is not good enough. Like earlier in the week, we were saying you know uh, he looks like he hasn't been able to hit the ball at the square and whatnot. But wow, um, you know former India nineteen captain, um, just. You know, took the responsibility to uh, uh, get his team to a respectable score, um, and did it against um, pretty much an, an all-international bowling attack. Um, yeah, I think very, it was really good on Abhishek Sharma as well, and I think that really sets uh, Hyderabad up well for the tournament because when we were all coming, we were saying, "Oh, their one, two, three is really good, one, two, three, four. But who comes after that? Who plays? How can you? How are you going to uh, finish innings? But I feel like now that they know that. They've got a five, six, seven who have played a few innings. They, they have confidence. And I think that might even free up people like Warner and Bairstow and Pandey to play more aggressively and maybe put up even bigger totals to give their bowling the chance to defend. But I think one big thing we have to talk about is Bhuvneshwar Kumar and his injury because yeah. once he pulled up, it's a big deal because he's the main uh, focal point of that attack, of the pace bowling attack. And if you don't have him, it's problems. Yeah, I mean, Siddharth Kaur might have to pay. But anyway, <laughs> besides that, um, you know, it's it's a real shame to see that happen. Pavi is one of yeah, my favorites. I think he's, he's just a crowd favorite. He's got muscle huh? injury, injury history. Exactly, exactly that, and also just to see, you know, he, he firstly he's a great guy. Uh, everyone, I think, um, universally loves him uh, across India. And um, even across the world, he, he's a really great player and really lovely guy. Um, or so it seems by, you know, all the media we see. Um, it's a shame to see him go down like that. Um, I, I really wish him the best. I really, really yeah, do. See, um, he was really trying. He didn't want to let his team down. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it seemed that he, he would have bowled even if he, it was at like, if he had to bowl at like 110 kilometers yeah, I think it was like I was talking to some people. I think it was a really stupid move to make him try that because you can work. If it's a muscular injury, Running like that can worsen your injury big time. Yeah, I, but I think the the main thing was the launching. Like he couldn't get up. Uh, he could yeah. get lateral. Uh, oh, he could move forward. He just couldn't get up. Um, and take the impact when it came back down. Exactly. So I think I mean yeah, that's a big thing. Let's see how that progresses for them because it's a big issue. But yeah, that is the review of the week. Now that we have finished with the week review. Let's move on to the predictions for the week that's coming up. For the weekend, actually, that's coming up. Uh, and I just want one-line predictions. Uh, 
no justification or anything. Just who's going to win and who's going to be the man of the match. And uh, for this, we're going to also get Kabir's brother, Dhruv, to be part of the podcast, who is also a massive cricket fan. Unfortunately, he supports the Chennai Super Kings. Our condolences are to him. But we will carry on with the predictions. So let's go. First game, RCB versus Rajasthan. Who's winning? Kabir and then Dhruv. Um, I'm going to go RR Sanju Samson. I'm going RR. Has Ben Stokes back? Ben, not today. Not yet. Then go RR Archer. I'm going RCB Virat Kohli. Big call. Big call. Big call, but he's, it's gonna, surely it's time he comes back into form. It's been too long. He's a too good a player. Um, okay, second game. Delhi Capitals versus KKR at Sharjah. Delhi pretty sure. Delhi Rishabh Pant coming back. He's going to make some runs eventually. Delhi Rishabh Pant. I agree with that call. That's my call as well. Delhi Rishabh Pant. This is his track. Sharjah, small boundaries. He can hit yeah. sixes. Come on, Rishabh. I back you. If, if, if he wins, Kabir singing the Bharat Army uh, Pant chant on, on my <laughs> Okay. Okay, next then. Tomorrow, we, the games tomorrow, we've got, uh, I'm not sure which order they're in. But yeah, okay. The first up, we have the, yeah, we've got Mumbai Indians or Sunrisers, Hyderabad. Kabir. That's a tough one. Um, Mumbai Indians, Rohit Sharma. Dhruv? I'm going to say Sunrisers, um, David Warner. Dhruv, you're just taking my predictions all the time now, bro. In my head, it was Sunrisers, either David Warner or Rashid Khan. But I'm going to go with David Warner because David Warner. I think uh, he's due a big innings. He hasn't really scored anything. Exactly. He's too good at the IPL. For and finally, for this weekend, we've got Kings 11 Punjab versus Chennai Super Kings at Dubai. Oh, by the way, before that, actually, Mumbai and Sunrise is at, is at uh, Sharjah. Do you want to change your predictions? Nope. Okay, then. Uh, Kings 11 Chennai, who is it? I mean, it's Kings 11 and it's KL Rahul. I want to say Chennai. I really want to say Chennai, but I have a feeling it's going to be Kings 11 when I go I thought there was going to go Chennai MS Dhoni. I'm hoping Chennai, hoping, but. I think it's going to be Kings 11 Punjab, Nicholas Puran. What? I feel he's going to have a big innings tomorrow. He looked really good yesterday. And I just like being different from you guys. And you took KL Rahul and Mayank Agarwal. You didn't really leave me with much of an option. So I was like, let's go with Puran. I was going to say Maxwell, but that's a bit far-fetched as yet. He's not looking any form. So I had to go with uh, Puran. But yeah, that's it. That is the predictions done as well for this weekend. And we're going to come back on Monday and see how many people have put anything right and who's got uh, stuff wrong. I'm pretty sure most of us will be uh, wrong, at least with our the math predictions. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Like, share, subscribe, comment. You know the drill by now. And we shall see you on Monday after what should hopefully be a scintillating weekend of IPL cricket with Delhi winning against KKR at Sharjah. I don't care about anything else. See yep. you. See you guys.